Welcome to the Norse Code, a podcast by Ineo for Ineo. This week we have a lot of exciting events. On Monday, we have quarantines with Ineo biology instructor Trevor Melvin. Tuesday from 8pm to 9pm in the lobby of Dobson Harrell, we will host the ever popular grocery bingo. Socially distancing together and free food? What's not to love? On Wednesday, we take a virtual field trip to the Australian Outback. And on Self-Care Friday, check out a collection of podcasts and poetry for however you're processing or experiencing the COVID-19 pandemic. Also, the Miami War Dogs play at home at 7 p.m. Get in free with a valid NEO Student 90. For more details about any student activities happening on campus, please check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash activities. Today's podcast, we feature Trevor Melvin. Trevor is the new biological sciences instructor, specializing in microbiology. He is a graduate of the College of Science, Engineering, and Technology at Grand Canyon University, where he earned his Master's of Science in Biology. Trevor has been an educator across Oklahoma since 2015, having the opportunity to serve thousands of students along the way. Within his new role at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M College, he is currently conducting research on developing methods to fight antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Welcome, Trevor. So, the first question that I have is mm-hmm. to just talk to me about the classes that you teach or your department. Sure, sure. So, the math and science department is really unique. I love the math and science department. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the instructors out there that I've met thus far have been incredible and super friendly and super helpful. And uh, currently, I'm instructing general biology for non-majors and introduction to microbiology for some specialized majors like oh. nursing and medical laboratory technology. Oh, wow. That's exciting. So what's one thing that you wish you had known when you began your career? Uh, you know, I could say one thing that still even to this day sneaks up on me in the, within the, the field of education, within the profession, is that you wind up using a lot of technology in mm-hmm. the classroom but you really never have any actual formal training on how to use some of the that's different true. technologies. So that, that's one thing that I wish maybe in college, a course on you know how to work an in-focus machine, how to use a copier, uh-huh. that would have been really helpful. That's something that I've kind of had to learn as yeah, I go. Yeah, that, that's kind of funny because my background is in education and you're right, yeah. there are no classes that exactly. teach you how to use. Uh, I remember when I was student teaching, my very first day of student teaching and the, the classroom had a smart board and I was yeah. like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you find yourself trying to figure out, well, what do I do? How do I work this? (laughs) So what has been your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Uh, The biggest failure in my life, I can tell you two years ago in, in 2018, I had just finished my undergraduate degree and I was looking for a job. I was trying to find my first career, mm-hmm. and I had got a job offer from U-Haul. I'm sure you're all familiar with U-Haul. You get your big truck, your yeah. trailer, <laughs> what have you, and uh, they offered me a position as general manager. It was, pay- it was a salary position, and I thought, oh, wow, you know, for at the time, it was yeah. life-changing. You know, yeah. I'd never had been offered that much money before, you know, kind of a real <laughs> job, and, you know, I was a broke college student up yes. until that point, so I, I, I jumped on it, <laughs> but I could tell you that after about a week or two on the job, I was absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. I knew in my mind that biology and education was kind of my passion, and mm-hmm. I hadn't got enough, you know, ducks in a row to, to make that happen yet. So I had this job, and you know, was making decent money, but I was absolutely miserable at it, and really, I failed at the job yeah. and wound up resigning from it, and you know, kind of 
set myself back a little bit. Yeah. Have to kind of set things in order again, if you yeah. will. But, you know, kind of my, my lesson from that was being able to make sure that when you want something, regardless of how hard it is to get it, it's better to just take the hard road and get what you want instead of the easy way out, if you will. That's actually a really powerful statement. I think that's something that our students could really benefit from. Absolutely. Like, um, I teach um, our CLS class, which is our probationary class. And one thing that I've really kind of tried to talk about with my students is that if you're not motivated, exactly. it doesn't matter how hard you work at it. It's never going to be fulfilling. You'll be unsuccessful. So then. yeah, so that I, I I'm I'm happy to hear that of you course. say that. <laughs> <laughs> so what um, advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? You know what I can say is that the the field of biology is extremely extremely competitive mm -hmm. and I, I got a, a dose of that when i finished my undergrad and was mm -hmm. trying to find a job which is you know how i wound yeah. up with hall <laughs> and you know any advice that i could give someone that that's following in my footsteps or is a biology major is wanting to get into higher education is to do something that will set yourself aside from the crowd. Uh, for me personally, I wanted to make sure that I brought something to the table when I interviewed for a job that was outside of my resume. I just didn't want to say, oh, I have all of these credentials. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. all of the other applicants do too. Yeah. So for me, what I thought was really helpful was I brought research to the table mm -hmm. and some of the research that I do, and you can make it unique and tailor it to your own interests and goals. And then when you confront an employer and tell them, well, hey, you know, I've got all these credentials and that's great, but look at this research that I'm doing in my mm -hmm. spare time that I'm interested in that I want to help and kind of bring this to your company and, yeah. and kind of grow together with you. And that's really unique being able to do that. And I think that's really is, is probably some of the best advice that I could give someone um, that's looking to go into the field. Yeah. And I think that can apply to even like our students as they apply to transfer onto other schools. Yes. Everyone that's going there has the same credentials. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, you do. You have to kind of... How do you stand out? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that... I mean, I don't know if research is your passion, but I'm going to pretend it is. Right, right. <laughs> because, I mean, that is such a powerful motivation. It's something that you're passionate exactly. about. Exactly. So. What has been the best resource that has helped you along the way? That could be when you were in college, that could be, you know, in your professional career, or even just in your life. I would, you know, my answer that really would touch on all three of those points mm -hmm. would be people. People are a huge, huge resource. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I like to consider myself a people person mm -hmm. at this point. And I've always, you know, regardless of what kind of business I'm trying to do, instead of picking up the phone or trying to shoot an email, I'd much, much rather, you know, sit down and have a conversation, you know, face to face. It's different. You know, you get yeah. that, you kind of get that interpersonal feel when you're, you know, you're able to look at somebody's face and see their facial expressions and, and really have a down to earth conversation with somebody. Um, you know, that's been the case with instructors while I was in college. That's been the case with the supervisors I've had on different jobs. Um, that's been the case just in general life, just wanting some advice from a friend or family member. Mm -hmm. I'd always rather sit down and, and talk to somebody face to face. So anything that I've ever needed or needed assistance or guidance with in the past, I've always definitely uh, fell back on, on people that have been in my circle for, for some guidance. Well, that leads me into my next question pretty nicely. Thank you for that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Uh, I definitely probably could sum that up into my mother and my father and a previous instructor that I've had, and I'll kind of elaborate a little bit on, on all three of them. Uh, my father has always been this just huge 
uh, overbearing force, almost kind of larger <laughs> than life, really. You know, there's never been uh, something that I've seen that he couldn't solve or didn't have an answer uh-huh. to or couldn't fix. So, you know, it's like any any little life problem I ever had, I could come to him with and he'd just be like, well, that's it. That, that's all you have. <laughs> so he's been really, really influential in my life. Uh, my mother, she's been instrumental because, you know, anytime I should just her nurturing uh, persona that she has, you know, I could come to her and, and if I've had a bad day, I could vent to her about my bad day and she would listen to me for, you know, hours on end. So, you know, just just having those little things like that really uh, makes a difference to just feel like you're cared about and feel like someone's listening to you. And then uh, another really influential person to me has been actually a previous instructor I had when I was in college and is actually uh, a faculty member here now. Really? Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, of course, Mr. Fred Crapes in, oh, the, in the math and science yeah. department. Uh, he actually was my instructor when I was working on my undergrad degree at Northeastern State. And I can still remember, even though his, I took his class so many years ago, I can still remember just his personality and how approachable he was. Yeah. And I told myself, you know, if I ever get lucky enough to get in higher ed, that, that is what I want to represent wow. on the campus. And, you know, it's really kind of come full circle to, yeah. to go from a student and now a peer and co-worker with him yeah. and actually be able to do that now. So that's really great. That is really exciting. <laughs> we, well, we've been very lucky lucky in that a lot of the people that we've interviewed for the podcast are from this area. Yes. And so they've really had a connection to INEO. Um, so I was kind of wondering if we were going to find that connection and there it, it is. Like it just found it. right in my lap. <laughs> awesome. Well, you hear that, you heard that here first, Fred Crepes, he's fun. Take his <laughs> class. <laughs> so what is one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk? You know, a lot of people probably think that any any part of education is really easy. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been in the field for some years, now I can tell you that it's anything but. You know, <laughs> it, you, you know, you have to be so flexible and so open-minded and so adaptive. It's it's one of the challenges that really kind of inspires me to get up and come do this job. Mm-hmm. You know, like what new challenge do I get to tackle today? What do I get to find out today? Because there's so many changes and so many students that you have to work with. You have to be adaptable and you have to be able to meet you know the needs of all your different students mm-hmm. that come from different backgrounds, yeah. different ethnicities, all these different things. And you really have to be a, a, a well-rounded person to be able to kind of meet those types of challenges. So, you know, that's that's one thing that I, that I definitely would want to debunk. It, it definitely comes with its challenges and, and have an open mind when you're yeah. getting into the field. Yeah. So what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? You know, I would say at, at this point in the game, I, I would consider myself a little bit of a scholar and I, I spend a considerable amount of time you know doing some reading you know how nerdy is that right <laughs> I have a master's degree See? in reading so not that bad okay, so you can relate, I get you. You can relate. and I tell you whenever I you know see an article about some new technology or something new breaking in the field in mm-hmm. the science field or biology field it's super duper inspiring to me to see that these wonderful you know extremely bright scientists are coming up with new ways to defeat cancer, new ways to battle diseases. And it really motivates me to come up and, you know, kind of take those ideas that I've read about and then take them to the classroom and yeah. share them with my students. Because if I can get through to, you know, just, just one of them mm-hmm. and, and kind of make that light bulb go off for just one student, then, you know, I feel like I have really, really made a difference. That's so it's exciting. super duper exciting whenever I get to share these new ideas <laughs> that I've yeah. been reading about uh, with my students. That aha moment with yes. your students. Yeah. Exactly. So if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? You know, 
at, at 18 years old, and you know, as a freshman in college, I, I didn't really take too much serious. I knew that science was my passion at the time, mm-hmm. but you know, of course, you've got to take your gen ed classes. Yeah. You've got to take the maths. You've got to take the English, the humanities. Yeah. And every time I took one of those classes, you know, you almost had like a, an audible like, "Ugh!" Every time yeah. I walk into the <laughs> lecture hall, and I just was thinking, "Oh, I don't want to be here. This is crazy. I don't want to do this." And you know, I would go back and and slap my eighteen year old self and say, "Hey, look, these classes are just as serious." as the ones that you take that pertain to your major. Because once you take them, they leave a permanent little stain on your transcript called your GPA. Yes. So that once <laughs> yes. you screw that class up, there's no going back and, and reverting that. You're stuck with it. So yeah. every single course you do, even at 18, or even those courses that are not required for your major, extremely, extremely yeah. important. Yeah. What is your best tip for making the world a better place, especially during the pandemic? You know, one of my just personal, this is just one of my char- uh, character traits, is that treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much evil and so much hate in the world. You know, if just one person, just as an individual, can take some time to, to spread a little bit more love and a little bit more mm-hmm. kindness, I really think that would, that would make the, the world a better place. And that's what I try to do uh, on a daily basis, is it regardless if, if you know, I see a student and ask them how their morning's going, even if I know them, even if I don't know them, or, you know, seeing my coworkers and, you know, stopping and taking five minutes to talk to them about their day. uh, I feel like those, the little things really uh, make a big difference Mm and just kind of sharing and and giving back some love into the world. Okay. Um, What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? Uh, You know... I would probably say it probably would be getting into uh, what I like to do in my personal time. Okay, and a lot of people, a lot of people really don't, they don't see this one coming, but you know, they're like, oh, there's, you know, Trevor's this, you know, book nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like to spend a considerable amount of time outside. I'm actually really? a little bit of an outdoorsman. Okay. Uh, I would say just about every outdoorsy activity you can think kayaking, yeah. zip lining, oh, wow. canoeing. I, I mean, I have done it all. Really? <laughs> so, okay. So we've got a little bit of, of an adventure. Yep. on our hands then, exactly huh? exactly yep okay well you kind of already told us something interesting about you but this is my favorite thing to ask everyone sure. tell us one interesting thing about you you know I tell you I cannot dance to save my life <laughs> <laughs> so you know anytime it's like hey Trevor you know bust a move if it's a family get together or cook out or an outing and it's like hey bust a move oh you're gonna get a laugh if you see me so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. It was a pleasure. This is especially exciting because you're so new to the Norseman community. So thank you and welcome to the team. My pleasure. Glad to be here. I'd like to thank our guests for taking the time to meet with us. And I'd like to thank the entire Norse community for listening. We'll see you next week. And as always, row Norse row.